Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord, and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Welcome, welcome. Rejoice Marriage Ministries is starting. Praise the Lord. And we have a special visitor tonight, and I'm so excited. I'm not going to tell you anything else about it, but we have a special, special, special answer to prayer um, visitor tonight. So we're going to open up with Psalm 56. If you want to open up your Bibles and turn to it, I'm just going to read one of our scriptures that I was going to have later, and I'm just going to bring it now. I'm just thrilled to have everybody here. We know that school has started, and we know that moms have kids and homework, and we just didn't know what to expect. But as always, we believe God God has already brought somebody from Georgia, so we're thrilled. And uh, we're thrilled to have everybody here tonight. So let's open up with reading Psalm 56. Be merciful to me, O God, for men hotly pursue me. All day long they press their attack. My slanders pursue me all day long. Many are attacking me in their pride. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I will not be afraid. What can mortal man do to me? All day long, they twist my words. They're plotting to harm me. They conspire, they lurk, they watch my steps eager to take my life. On no account let them escape. In your anger, O God, bring down the nations. Record my lament. List my tears on your scrolls. And my uh, concordance says that every tear shed by a faithful believer is treasured by God and carefully preserved in his memory, and he keeps a record so that he can comfort and reward us according to our suffering on earth in heaven. And it says, so let me go right back there. Record my lament, list my tears on your school. Are they not in your record? Yes, they are. And then my enemies will turn back when I call for By this I know that it is for me. Who is for you? Your Lord God Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth, who sent his only son to come on this earth, to die on the cross, and to pay the price. Pay the price for all of our sins. And then the Lord left the Holy Spirit to live within us when we asked Jesus Christ to become our Lord and Savior. That is huge. That is a praise. And so it says, when I call for help, this I will know that God is for me. In God whose word I praise, in the Lord whose word I praise, in God I trust. Do you keep seeing the words that's coming up? I need to trust the Lord. That is selling out totally to the Lord. 
in God I trust. I will not be afraid. You will not allow fear to torment you. What can man do to me? I am under vows to you, O God. I will present my thank offerings to you, for you have delivered me from death and my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. O oh, dear stander, take this Psalm 56, get your little concordance, or like my Bible has a, um, a, record, a concordance of re reference, um, I just went blank, uh, reference scriptures in the middle. And you can take every one of these scriptures and look them up and you can write down a whole record of all these scriptures that, that are references, refer to it. And you can read so many, so many more powerful scriptures that just highlight this psalm. This psalm is saying, don't give up. I am tr trust God. Can you not trust me? I see your tears. They're being recorded in heaven. So it's my title and my teaching is don't give up. Our God is greater. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. No weapon's going to come against you. No weapon forged against you will prevail. We have to stand on the promises of God. We have to read the word of God. And we have to pray and believe. And that is the way I wanted to start out tonight. I want everybody that's around the world watching us tonight, I want them to know that no, you don't have to be fearful that you have no one else to pray with you right where you're at because you've got God right there. God is on side. The Holy Spirit is right in there with you. He's going to speak to you. Turn to the right or turn to the left. Oh, I pray you get excited. Do not get weary. Do not let anybody tell you what everybody is saying, give up, move on. They have their own free will. Oh, wait. They have their own free will, but uh, 2 Timothy 2, 22 to 26 is what you need to read. You need to memorize it because it says that Satan has taken them captive to do his will, not God's will. God hates divorce. He's very clear about it throughout the Bible. He created us to be one flesh for life. It's permanent. And I'm teaching. So we're just going to pray, and we're going to get started. I'm thrilled to have everybody here tonight, and we are just thrilled for you to visit us and be on, on the recording. Lord, we just praise you. We worship you. We adore you. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. And you are all we need. You are the teacher. You're the greatest counselor. You're the greatest physician. Lord, we ask you tonight to come, Holy Spirit. Go up and down these roads and touch the healing hearts and the broken hearts that need healing. Oh, they need healing. There are some that have been wounded and hurt. Very, and the court system has just cut them up and chopped them out. They're just... I hate divorce. I know why God says I hate divorce. Because the court system is so difficult and you can get divorced so quickly. Lord, I pray you be with anybody that is divorced and give them hope and give them a new word and give them a rhema word and a new 
that they know that they know that regardless of the divorce, they are to stand, they're to fight, they're to pray for their marriage. I did not even start praying and standing until after my divorce. And Lord, if I can start afterwards, then I know any, anybody can stand. So Lord, we just pray for marriages. We pray for marriages. You created them, and we want them to be all that you want them to be. Forgive us for our lack of faith and believing that you can do anything and you can rebuild and restore and resurrect hurting and dead marriages. And we will just give you the praise and the glory for this night. Bring everybody here that you want here. Open our ears, open our eyes, and soften our heart of stone possibly that we will be able to plant the word when you plant seeds tonight in our heart that will be watered by the living word of God. And we'll just give you the praise, we'll give you the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, I'm excited about tonight, if you can't tell. But we're going to sing two songs, and I just wanted to tell you why um, we picked uh, two of these. And one is Jesus, and uh, it's new, and so we're going to... Uh, listen to the words, sing the words, because they really are powerful. The ones we pick, we try to get where you get to understand the words and let them minister to you, your heart. And then the second song is that I believe the first thing we have to do here tonight and every week and every day maybe is I have to surrender everything to the Lord. I surrender all. And that is a song that I've loved for years, and I pray that tonight, if you're really hurting, tonight, will you surrender your heart and your life in God's will and way to just say, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'm willing to do it. And surrender your life to the Lord and say, mold me, make me into the man or woman of God that you want me to be. So that's a special special song I want you to sing, and then we're going to sing more later. But that's the two songs we're going to start out with, okay? So let's stand up. Let's worship the King of Kings. There is a truth older than the ages. There is a promise of things yet to come. There is one Born for our salvation, Jesus. There is a light that overwhelms the darkness. There is a kingdom that forever reigns. There is freedom from the chains that bind us.
Those are hard words to uh, live up to, aren't they? It's easy to sing it, but it's hard to do. But we can do it each and every day because we have a Savior that wants to carry our burdens, and we don't have to carry them. Well, I am Lori Lassen. For those of you that don't know me, um, I'm Bob and Charlene Star. Thank you for the applause. Now, <laughs> I'll give you your $5 later. No. <laughs> Um, I'm Bob and Charlene's daughter, and we are glad to have you here. Um, for those of you that are visiting tonight and those of you that are just here for the first time, um, we're going to talk about getting excited in a minute because she was talking about that in the opening, how we need to be excited. And it's kind of hard to be excited when you're in the middle of the valley, right? It's hard to see the sun and see life and see things happening, but we can do that. 
Well, if this is your first time with us, um, welcome. At the end of the night tonight, we're going to have some light refreshments, and I just want to invite you to stay and um, join us for a few minutes. If you're new, before you get your food, or the regulars will let you go first, but if you would meet me at the round table, and I'm just going to take a couple minutes of your time to go over a couple things with you, and just make sure that you're plugged in where you get the devotionals and all of that good stuff. So if you would do that at the end of the night. Um, in front of you, you have a couple things. You have a yellow prayer sheet. And so if you have a prayer request for us, you can fill that out and we can um, update our list. On the way in, you probably grabbed one of our prayer lists. And those are just so we can be praying for each other. So if you have something confidential that you don't want on there, just mark it on your sheet. We're the only ones that see that in the office, and then we'll um, be praying for that. And you also have a contribution envelope. If you'd like to um, help the ministry, you can take care of that or your prayer list, and there's a basket on the bookstore table. Um, for those of you that are new, everything on the bookstore table at Bible Study is only $5, big sale at Bible Study. So if you have a book or a CD that you would like to get, you can pick it up at Bible Study for $5. Now, before I get you really excited, let's talk about birthdays and anniversaries. Who has got a birthday or anniversary this month? And what month are we in now? We're in September. You guys, 100 days to Christmas almost. Okay, we're going to start in the front tonight. Okay. Happy anniversary. 18 years Monday for Mary Jane, for those of you that couldn't hear her. Todd, happy anniversary, 20 years. Who else had their hand up on this side? Yes. Happy birthday, Carolina. All right. On this side, who else? Right here. 23rd anniversary. Happy anniversary. Yes. September 26th, how many years? How many? 44 years. Happy anniversary. <laughs> All right. Yes, Michelle. Happy anniversary. Okay, did I get everybody on this side? Is it your birthday? He's hating life. <laughs> Hi, Tony. Happy birthday. How old will you be? Nice, 13, and he's here supporting Mama tonight. <laughs> we'll have to find something for you besides what I'm going to give in a minute. We'll have something different for you, Tony. <laughs> okay, this side up front. Happy birthday. All right, yes. Nice. Happy birthday and happy anniversary. You did it all together, didn't you? <laughs> okay, who else? Yes. Happy anniversary. Okay, who else on this side? Yes, ma'am? Nine years. Happy birthday and happy anniversary. You got another duo there. Yes. Nice. Happy birthday. Kevin, did I see your hand? Oh, Brian. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mario. 
Kevin, I thought I saw your hand up. <laughs> 34 years on the 18th. Nice. Happy anniversary. Okay, anybody else on this side that I missed? Yes. September 14th. Nice. Kathleen's visiting us tonight from, I cannot remember where you're from. Georgia. Georgia. So say, say hi to Kathleen tonight. She gets the distance award, I do believe. <laughs> All right. Well, those of you that have a birthday and anniversary, our gift to you is something from the product table. So tonight at the end of the night, you can go back and pick out a book or a CD that you'd like. And that is our gift to you. And Beverly, one of our secretaries at the office, had a birthday last week. So happy birthday to Beverly also. <laughs> All right. And so that's why I said I'll get you something better. Maybe a pack of M&Ms or something. <laughs> Right? 13-year-olds like chocolate, right? Well, how many of you are on our website or have been on our website and looked around? Under resources on our website, there is a lot of goodies. And one of the things that you will find is called the standards affirmation. Do you guys know what that is? Okay, so a standard, somebody just asked me this recently. What's a standard? A standard is just like our nickname for somebody that's standing for their marriage or standing for marriage restoration. But we're all at different stages in life here. Some of us are married. Some of us are married to people that are kind of emotionally separated. Some of us are separated. Some are divorced. So we are all at different walks in our life. But wherever you are, you're always going to be standing for your marriage. You're always going to be fighting the enemy for your marriage because the devil wants that to be destroyed. And when you get comfortable, either before you have your first separation or in restoration and think, oh, we've made it, we're on easy street, that is right when you will start to have problems. It happened to my parents. It happened to Luz and Fabian. It'll happen when you have your restoration. The devil is not going to let up when that happens. So when I read this, this is called a standards affirmation. It's on our website. But this is one of those things that, like, sometimes you've got to get loud and get, like, fired up with the devil. You know what I mean? Like, you have to kind of go to battle for your, for your family and for your husband and for your marriage and for your wife and for your kids. So anyhow, this on our website, we have some of these cards out there. So if you want to take one and stick it in your Bible, you can grab it. But on our website under resources, you can find this. And there's also some scripture prayers. So when you feel like you... Are prayed out. Do you ever get there where you feel like, I, I don't even know what words to utter, Lord? Like, I've said it all. There's some, some scripture prayers that you can insert your name, your spouse's name, and, and pray those. Okay, a standards affirmation. This is not written by us, by the way. We don't know who wrote this. My dad found this 30 years ago, 25, 20, almost 30 years ago, and the author is unknown. So somebody good wrote this, but I am standing for the healing of my marriage. I will not give up, give in, give out, or give over till that healing takes place. I made a vow. I said the words. I gave the pledge. I gave a ring. I took a ring. I gave myself. I trusted God and said the words and meant the words. In sickness and in health, in sorrow and in joy, for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in good times and in bad, so I am standing now, and I will not sit down, let down, slow down, calm down, fall down, look down, or be down till that breakdown is torn down. I refuse to put my eyes on outward circumstances or listen to the prophets of doom or buy into what is trendy, worldly, popular, convenient, easy, quick, 
thrifty, or advantageous. Nor will I settle for a cheap imitation of God's real thing. Nor will I seek to lower God's standard, twist God's will, rewrite God's word, violate God's covenant, or accept what God hates, namely divorce. In a world of filth, I will stay pure. Surrounded by lies, I will speak the truth. Where hopelessness abounds, I will hope in God. Where revenge is easier, I will bless instead of curse. And where the odds are stacked against me, I will trust in God's faithfulness. I am a stander, and I will not acquiesce, compromise, quarrel, or quit. I have made the choice, set my face, entered the race, believed the word, and trusted God for the outcome. I will allow neither the reaction of my spouse, nor the urging of my friends, nor the advice of my loved ones, nor economic hardship, nor the prompting of the devil to make me let up, slow up, blow up, or give up until my marriage is healed. Is that good? Are you there? You can get there. You might not be there here, but you know what? You can be there here. So when this starts playing tricks on you, you say, you know what, devil? I believe it. I believe it. Well, we're praying for you guys. My mom's going to come up, and we're going to do some testimonies right now and share a little uh, special treat for you. We have not done testimonies uh, in a while, so I wanted to open up the testimonies for about 10, 15 minutes tops because I want to teach. So if there's anything that has happened, we want to keep them short. So if we're going to have multitudes come up, we'll have it. We want to just give a brief synopsis of what the praise is. Some of you have, may have had the Lord give you uh, a special scripture or God spoke to you a special way and you want to share that to encourage people, whatever it is. Um, but we would love the people that want to come. You feel the Holy Spirit saying, I need to go and share that to encourage then we need you to stand up and get in line so that we know and then we can cut off. And uh, we're going to have a surprise in a couple of minutes as soon as... You ready? You ready? Oh, okay. First, uh, the first one is a special one, and that is Dee Dee. Dee Dee and I have known each other for a while because she's been coming here faithfully uh, for standing for her marriage. And then she had her, got her husband came home and we've had false starts. And then he came home forever. And then I got to go to a baby shower because one and one equals two and they've had their first brand new baby, a baby girl. And she's going to, Dee Dee's going to tell all the stories and the details about her baby. Oh, yes, oh, yes, there's a mic for you. She's been fussing a little bit. Oh, but um, her name is Anastasia Joy, and uh, so Anastasia means resurrection, so I was really about the meaning of the name, and I just thought it was awesome that our marriage was totally dead, and she is the result of Christ resurre resurrecting our marriage. So it's resurrection joy, so just um, the joy of that, so. Isn't she beautiful, guys? Oh, my gosh. I'm grandma grandma. number three or four. But. <laughs> She's definitely part of the RMM family. Hello, everyone. My name is Dee Dee. Um, so I have a few different things I wanted to share. I might jump around a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to share with, like, 
being in the restoration process and going through that, it's still hard. It doesn't magically like all get fixed. Um, but I just wanted to say that God is still faithful. I know that when I, and I said this in the past, but um, when I was standing, I was always like, oh my gosh, how is this going to work out once my husband comes home? And God just works all the details out as long as you keep bringing everything to him. So don't Amen. like think ahead to, oh my gosh, how is this going to happen? How Amen. is this going to work out? God will do it. You just have to keep trusting him and keep bringing it all to him. Um, so one thing I wanted to share is um, when I was standing, when my husband was the prodigal, he was um, like with his jobs, he was jumping from job to job. There were times where he just didn't want to provide for us. Um, he would make his own money, but not share it. Um, so it was like, I had a dream of being able to stay home with my kids one day. We didn't even have kids at the time. So took a lot of faith, but, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what we all but that was my dream. So, and I was like, I don't know how this is going to happen. Um, anyway, so my husband ends up coming home. He was still jumping around, um, to different jobs, but then all of a sudden last year in October, he was like, I want to get a better job so you can stay home one day with the kids. And I was like, that's awesome. Um, little did I know I was pregnant already, but I didn't even know it yet. And then the next month we found out and um, that was just so cool that God put that on his heart to um, that he had that desire. So now the other praise report is that just like three days ago, he took this huge insurance exam and he passed. So now that's a big deal. It was like super hard. And um, so he passed that and he has his license now. So that's a big deal for him to be able to move forward in a career. Amen. So that's super exciting. Um, God and the best part is that I'm staying home with the baby right now. So that's an answer <laughs> to prayer. Um, the other thing I wanted to share is um, for all of you to just take advantage of the season you're in. And you might be like, I don't want to be in this season. Um, but definitely like in going through the restoration process, um, you know, like when things are good, it's so easy to forget God. And I know I said it like when I was standing, I was like, OK, God, if you do this for me, I'm going to stay faithful to you no matter what. But it's so easy when things are going well to just, you know, live your life and you don't, you're not as close to the Lord as you are in this season. And so I just wanted to say to take advantage of the opportunity because you can cling to the Lord like you never have and you never will. And um, I, like my faith grew so much during that time and I heard the Lord speak to me like so much more clearly than ever before. So just keep seeking the Lord and he will definitely show up for you and just just cherish the time you have right now with him, just you and him, because once you're your husband or wife or home, you know, you have to share that time a little bit. So, um, and then, <laughs> um, I wanted to share, um, one of the rainbow words I got. So like Charlene mentioned, um, my husband, Ronald, he was a false starter. He came home and left many, many times to the point where I was like, Charlene, how many times is this supposed to happen? Because this is ridiculous. And she was like, don't worry, I waited like 14 years for Bob or whatever. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, he kept coming and going. And as would be normal for any human, I was getting kind of hardened towards him at that point. Once he came and left like five or six times, I was like, okay, this is rough. So um, my heart was getting hardened, and I still wanted marriage restoration. I just didn't know how we were going to get there. Um, so there was a point where he was asking to come home, and I was like, you know, I don't think I should jump into this right now. You know, like the Lord has to really clearly show me um, when it's time, because otherwise it's just going to keep happening over and over. So I wasn't saying, you know, I'm done with you, but I was like, okay, Lord, I just really need your guidance. So um, he had come home for Christmas just to visit, and then between Christmas and New Year's, I was like, okay, God, like he's asking to come home. 
and I just really need you to like show me clearly. And uh, this was the rhema word that God gave me. It's Proverbs 3, 3 through 4. Um, and it's, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. So you'll find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. And that was just specific to my situation yes, then because I needed to hear. And in the NLT, it actually says loyalty and kindness. And like mm. I said, I was a little hardened towards him at the time. So I just really needed to hear that, you know, just to continue um, showing him love at that time. Um, and it wasn't just for his sake, but also for me to keep from getting bitter because that's what was happening. And then also it's to find favor with God. So it wasn't just about me or him. It was about honoring the Lord. So um, I just wanted to share that. And then, um, oh, and there was one more thing, which Charlene, you'll really like. I forgot to tell you this. Um, so there's a website called christianbook.com. And there's a lot of eBooks on there that are free. And I'll, I'll, I'm all about good deals and free stuff. So um, I actually found one by Stormy O'Martian, who wrote The Power of a Praying Wife, and I think she has The Power of a Praying Husband and a bunch of other ones. She does. So she has, there's a, it's free right now, so you can go download it, and it's called <laughs> The Seven-Day Prayer Warrior Experience, and it's all about the armor of God. So it's awesome. And I just wanted to read um, a quote from there. It says, as prayer warriors, we must do the same. It was referring to Navy SEALs, how they're always prepared with like all the parts of their armor. So as prayer warriors, we must do the same. God doesn't want us carrying anything that is unnecessary because it will weigh us down and hinder what he has called us to do. And we must not go to battle without the things we need in order to win. Our battle is spiritual, and what we accomplish in the spirit realm is as important as what the highly trained, prepared, and equipped soldier does in the physical. We must know our weapons and be highly skilled in using them. But first, we must put on the armor God has given us in order to stand strong against the enemy. So that's just a little piece of it. Um, and that's something God showed me, too, that even during this process and having the new baby, I've definitely been struggling with my quiet times, um, trying to balance everything. And God is showing me, like, don't let the enemy in. And, like, that's I think right. Lori and Charlene were mentioning, like, it's so easy to just, you think everything's going well, and that's when the enemy sneaks in. So um, just to keep remembering that the, the battle is spiritual and not to just focus Amen. on the physical. Amen. So, yep, that's it. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. We are thrilled. We are, yes, yes. She just said we're going to bring Ronald here when he works late at night. So uh, anyway, we're going to get Ronald here and be able to share his side and both of them soon. And we're thrilled to have her. But she had a stand that the coming and going was difficult for her and it's difficult for any of you. But God's timing is perfect. And he kept coming and going, and I said, that is the Holy Spirit just going after that fish again and bringing him in. And he thought he wanted his own will and way, but God is greater. And, uh, and if you could have seen him at the baby shower, just how he radiated and how he just floated everywhere with everybody greeting everybody, I just looked at that and I said, oh, God, you are so awesome to see what you have. I remember what he did do and where he's been, and I haven't seen this part. And it was just glorious that day to see a prodigal come home and have the love of it for his wife and everything and for his family. And so I want you to believe that. I want you to believe that for it. And we have many, many young women and men that think their life is over and they're never going to ever have a baby. And that is a lie from the enemy. 
And we want you to understand that because this is what Dee Dee and we have other ones that have had babies after their restoration. And that is God's plan and purpose. He says for us to go and multiply. So we're being a biblical, and we have got to understand that, but we have to fight for it. So anyway, that was, the, that was your most important um, testimony tonight. And Dave, come on up, please. How you doing? Uh, my wife and I, she forced a divorce, uh, but uh, we had our 29th anniversary of our engagement. This is no big testimony, but it's a tiny little step. Uh, you take anything. So I, I sent her a text, and I didn't think I'd get anything at all, nothing, because over the, over the course of the time, uh, all we've been doing texting about to sell the house, about, about the kids, and so forth. So anyways, I sent her a text, uh, our 29th anniversary of our engagement, I will never forget. Uh, very thankful for the Lord bringing us together. So she sends back a text and saying she was very thankful and, uh, and very apologetic. And also, uh, she did say that uh, the 29th, that day, 29 years ago, was one of the best days of her life. Whoa. I said, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> I said, and uh, so that opened up a, a door of an opportunity to give her a call. And uh, I called her uh, about something else. Oh, my boy's got a new house up in Goldsboro, North Carolina. He's up there, Air Force Base up there. So she's two hours from him, um, 12 hours from him, from him. So I called her. And uh, I'm not on, I'm not on answering, answer, but she called back a few hours later, and she said, uh, I asked her about getting together because I've got a few things for her from the sale of the house and so forth. So uh, she said, yeah, we'll get, let's get together because we'll help, help her boy move into his new house. So uh, a small, tiny step, and uh, it's great that I remembered our engagement. Amen. To- Amen. Amen. Those dates are important. We women remember for sure, and we love the men to remember, but for now, for that, that is huge. Now, she thinks she's divorced, and we're all, you know what? We're separated. What she doesn't know is how many people are praying for her and for all the other wives and husbands who have left uh, on their own and uh, said they're never, never coming home again. That never, never doesn't work. Uh, God is greater. So we're going to stand up and uh, we're going to sing, Our God is Greater.
Okay, praise the Lord. That it says it all. That says it all. To God be the glory. Let's open up with prayer. Lord, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for the music. We thank you for the testimony of Dee Dee and how that she even admitted that at one point when he kept coming and going, her heart started to become hardened. And we have to be careful of that because the enemy is trying to harden our hearts while the Lord is moving on the other side to soften it to have a miracle happen. And we just give you the praise and the glory that God, you do speak to your children. And we just thank you for that awesome scripture you gave her. We thank you for the scriptures that you give all of us and all of the different signs and wonders that you show us so many times when we're standing for a miracle of whatever sort it might be. Lord, your grace and your mercy and compassion and love is amazing. And we just ask that you will be with every one of our standers from around the world. And we ask that you would touch them tonight. Give them your hope, your faith, your mercy and grace. And may they hear from you as they, we read the word. May it come alive. May it leap off the page to do whatever you need to do to touch and talk to your children. Lord, there are many people that are hurting. They're broken. And they see no hope. They see nothing. They hear all the negative, the horrible words. And they may, some of the men and women do not even contact the children. So, Lord, we need miracles for that. We need divine healing for the children to know that their mom and dad did not just divorce the mom and, uh, their mom and dad, but they are, have a relationship with their children because they were not divorced from them. And we do not want them abandoned. We do not want them rejected. We want them to be loved. And, Lord, we just ask that you would restore those broken relationships touch the man, touch the women, and help speak to them that regardless of the relationship with their wife or husband, they need to be a parent. And Lord, we ask that you would touch them and you would help them do that. Lord, we ask that you will bless tonight, anoint me, touch me, and may you be the teacher through me, and we will just give you the praise and the glory for what we're going to study tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, tonight is special, and I wanted to mention something and start off tonight as that I don't know if you listened or watched any of 9-11 um, memories and the 15-year anniversary. We started some on Friday and some on Saturday, and then Sunday we did it again. Well, I just happened to see on my TV that they had a movie, and it was Flight 93. So that was, has anybody seen Flight 93? Okay, a few of you. And it is excellent. And if I didn't, if I had wanted to watch a lot of replays of what happened that day, um, I didn't have to go anywhere else because it was on the, on the movie over and over again. And uh, it was a tearful night, but oh, a special night because I, I think that many of you now, some of you are younger and you may not remember it, some of us older people, and uh, may remember it. How many remember where you were that day? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's what I, every time I ever ask, they, everybody remembers. And why I'm bringing this up 
is that I think we need to stop and, and remember that 3,000, almost 3,000 people were killed suddenly all at one time, and we were not expecting it. We did not expect to see three different airplanes going into the Twin Towers and the Pentagon. And when I think of that, and I thought of it then, now Bob and I were on tour, we were out of town, we were in Louisville, Kentucky, and Bob woke me up as I always sleep in after I speak the next morning. That's my secret, that's my... Uh, rest, recuperate, and uh, we leave here sometimes 11 o'clock or 11.30, and then I get home and I have to wind down, so I go to bed at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, so I sleep in. And I do the same with, with Bob back many years ago. And so that, he woke me up. He shook my feet and said, wake up, wake up, there's a disaster happening, a crisis happening in America. And I got up, and I, I couldn't believe it. And you can't believe what has happened to your crisis and disaster. And for a few moments, I want you to understand that at that time in New York City, we were not expecting the enemy to come against us. We were not everything. It was a normal day at work. Everybody left home, everybody there, their children downstairs in the daycare. We didn't realize it. But there was one day that you may never forget, and that is when your husband or your wife said, I don't love you anymore, and that I want out. And there could be any number of reasons or many other words that they said, or you said in anger, this isn't working. There may be any number of situations. The bottom line is there was an airplane. There was a bullet shooting at your hearts to destroy what God has put together. And I want us to remember all the disaster that went with that because so many of you go through many trials and tribulations and circumstances. And what we say over and over again don't look at the circumstances. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Because in the end, the, he will take care of every one of these circumstances. He will start to rebuild and restore. And when I looked at the Twin Tower and the, the 90, Flight 93, where Flight 93 was headed to either the Pentagon, I mean to the... Um, to the White House or to Congress, to, to either building. And what we got to remember is that they did not know what was going to happen to that plane. And because the husbands were calling the wives and the daughters were calling the mothers, they were putting it all together again and telling everybody what was happening. And they had to make a decision. They had to make a decision if they were going, they knew they were going to die because it was evident they were already in the cockpit, they've already killed two or three people. They were, knew that they were going to go do destruction with America. 
but they wanted to do it. So there were many people, Todd Beamer and many others, that said, let us plan how to do it. And the waitress, the stewardess did, they got hot water, and they, there was all many different ways to destroy the enemy. And I want you to understand that they won when they pivoted quickly, arrowed down, once they broke through the cockpit. They won because they protected so many other lives. And I want you to realize that what you're doing and fighting for and praying for and fighting for your marriage, you're being the same way because you are fighting for the legacy of your family. You are fighting and being a witness in your church, at work, and wherever you may be, at baseball, softball, basketball, football, volleyball, you may be anywhere, and they start to hear you have marriage problems, but they are hearing that you're doing something different. You are going to stand. You are going to pray for God to heal and to stop the enemy, which is Satan, to Come, he said, Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy in John 10, 10. But I've come to give life abundantly. And the Lord wants you not to give up. He doesn't want you to think it's useless because it is not. You are going to be touching hearts and lives many places, more than you can even begin to imagine. Believe me that I am, am you, okay? Believe me that when I was standing and I divorced my husband due to a pastor and a counselor saying, it's hopeless, look what he's been doing for how long, up and down, and, and all of this. Uh, but Bob had a call on his life, and the devil didn't want him to do what he was supposed to do. And, uh, but God is greater. God is greater. Because Bob's birthday is September the 24th, and he got to, uh, he was diagnosed on his birthday that he had pancreatic cancer and had surgery on his birthday. So I'll never forget his birthday, but I'll never forget what we got as a birthday gift, which was the time that Bob said, okay, it's time to go home and prepare for that. And he had three months before he died. And he called so many of you standers up. And he would say, I'm not going to be talking to you again. I won't be able to write to you. But I want to tell you, don't ever give up because I was a prodigal. And I don't want anybody to give up on me because I made some big mistakes. I got tempted. I was deceived. I was blinded. And I couldn't even hear the Holy Spirit's voice for a period of time. And but, but God, and if you keep pursuing and if you keep pressing in, the Lord does speak to them, just like Ronald. It was, it was up and down, and, and she was getting how many times? And I says, it'll be as many times it takes for him to surrender his heart to the Lord to come home. And that's why we did surrender. Because we need to pray for our wives and husbands to get broken enough and get the Holy Spirit conviction turned up to the point that they will humble themselves. They will say, 
okay, just like Bob did. Bob came when I, he came to that, and there's new people here tonight, but when, there, when he came to knock at my window, he came and he said, the first thing he said was, stop praying. Stop praying. People, if God tells Bob to stop praying, I turned up the heat that I got to pray more. And that is a word for you. If you are even weak or weary about praying, it doesn't work. Nothing's happening. That is the devil's lie. Because God does work in our prayer life. And, and if we saw War Room, and we have Fervent book, and we have the War Room book, and there's other books out there, we need to understand we need to learn how to pray. Pray without ceasing. Be joyful. Pray without ceasing. God's will and way is for us to make time. Make time that we pray. And then talk to him all the time. Just as if he was there. But to have a time that you worship him and with music and pray with him. Say, okay, Lord, I am weary. I am tired. Help me. And he will help you. But I wanted you to never forget 9-11. Because there were supermen and women that were firemen and policemen and many others that went into the fire and went in to rescue. You are being that type of a person. You are going into the fire. And you are in a fire and in circumstances. But God is right there with you. And you are going to come out where that you are going to have uh, a restored marriage in God's perfect timing. Stand on the promises of God. Stand on what he has spoken to you and all that he has done for you. And if nothing else, pray and speak out loud the scriptures he's given you and say, Lord, you said, because Jesus said in Matthew 4, Remember how he had to defeat Satan after 40 days up on the mountain. He had to say, it is written. It is written. It is written. Three times he had to say it, and the devil left. We have to understand that we must read the Gospels and understand the red and the words of the Lord. Isaiah 43 which I have always loved. But let me remind you of this scripture. But it says, but I'll start with verse one. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, and that's for you all. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord God. I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Wow, that says it. That says it. Now, I want to take you and said, I'm talking to you about your prayer life for one moment. May I say to you, and, and as we have on our chapel page, please, when you watch the news, will you stop right there and pray? For back a few weeks ago, the uh, 11 states with 100 fires 
in out west. Did you know that? And you know what? Those were the firemen facing fires that was ravaging. One of them was huge, just destroying so many houses, so many buildings, and, and a town. And I am thinking, that's a firefighter. That's somebody's son. That's somebody's husband. And they are risking their life for these people. And that's what I want you to say. This says, no matter how hot the fire gets, what you're going through, the Lord is going to be right there, and you will not be burned. So we want you to say, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. We know the enemy right now. The enemy then was Al-Qaeda, um, but now it is uh, ISIS, and we need to pray for that. We need to pray for the military. We need to pray for wisdom for the, the Congress and the president and the military men that have to make the decisions. Why am I saying this? Because we need God's plan. We need his tactics, his strategic plan and purpose of what we need to do right and what we need to turn to the left or to the right or how are we going to even let our spouse to recall them up and say happy anniversary or do you remember this date and, and be able to to have a normal conversation. A normal conversation. The, once you're divorced, take the, take the level of talking to them down a lot because they thought they've won the fight by a divorce. But you know what? God doesn't. God says it doesn't matter if you're divorced or not because I still have a plan and purpose that's far greater than you can begin to imagine. You just have to stay on course. Stay on course. So the scripture that reminds me of all of this is, is we've got the election coming up, and we all need to vote regardless. I won't debate any of that, but we need to vote. There were 25 million. This is one statistic I just heard that got sent to me. 25 million did not vote in, I know, I, I didn't write it down. I think it was um, back four years ago when President Obama got elected. 25 million Christians. And that is astounded the people that are praying for God's perfect will. And we need to vote. So I'm just saying that, and let's move on. But let's pray for the election. Let's pray for everything. Do you get it? I want you to pray for your marriage. I want to pray for your kids. I want to pray for the schools. I want us to pray for the Supreme Court. I want us that we're the prayer warriors. Let us pray for a few other things that we can make a difference. In the United uh, in tonight, 2 Chronicles 7, 14 and 15, you all know it well, possibly. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open. What a promise. Now my eyes will be open, and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. The Lord is saying, if you will humble yourself, if you will pray, if you will seek him, and if we will turn from our sinful ways, then 
the Lord will hear for us. And he will forgive us of our sins. He will heal our land, America, but also I add my marriage. When I started praying scriptures, I said, heal my marriage, Lord. Heal my marriage. Open your eyes to see that I'm going to stand in the gap and pray for God to do a miracle. Let's go to 2 Timothy 2, 22 to 26. You know, so many people, and one person asked me tonight that he is um, talking to um, men and women in church, and they all are very much encouraging him to get on with his life because he just got divorced and it was legal. And, uh, of course, that, you know, our church is not saying what I would like them to say. It's like, I would like the church to say, we'll surround you and we're going to pray for a miracle that your wife is going to change your mind and, and we're going to stand and pray for a miracle for marriage restoration. Now, some churches are doing that and some leaders and Bible study groups and everything else, but not everybody. But when I had people kept coming to me and say, Bob has his free will, and if he wants to leave and be gone, he can be gone as long as he wants to, and he's never coming home. Accept it. Move on. You made the right decision. You got divorced. And I said, well, God told me afterwards, two months later, that I didn't make the right decision, and he sent a couple to our church to prove that. But in 2 Timothy 2.22, this is asking us to examine our hearts in our life. And for our husbands, you know, I always keep saying, pray scriptures with you and your husband's name or wife's name in it, because God's word will not return void. In 2 Timothy, flee the evil desires of Bob and my youth and pursue righteousness, Charlene, with faith and love and peace. We do need righteousness. We need righteousness. We need faith. We need love. And we need peace. That is what we need. Along with those who call on the Lord out of a... And look at that. I circled pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. Who would we have them with? Do you have any, I, I, you're supposed to laugh. I thought you might, you know. Who are you having foolish arguments with on the phone? Do you have any at all? I, oh, you don't have any. That is awesome. You, you didn't have the phone calls that I got from Bob, you know. So anyway, the bottom line is we're not to argue. We're not to debate them. We start praying when they start screaming and hollering, we're going to pray, Lord, zip their lips. Lord, help me zip my lips because I don't want to fall into an argument when they're already spewing at me of all the things I'm not doing right when he's two hours away and, and, uh, and not calling his kids too frequently. He calls me at 10 or 11 o'clock and the kids are all in bed. That doesn't, them, they don't get to talk to him. So we need to, says, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. So what an awesome scripture for us standers. And the Lord's servant, that's us, must not quarrel. Instead, we must be kind. And think of what Didi said tonight about kindness and loyalty to everyone. Everyone. 
except my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my, bro my brother and uh, sister-in-law, uh, all the people that picked his side or her side and not my side, and they won't even go and talk to them and tell them they're, they're wrong? No, it says the Lord must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, and that means everybody. We're to forgive everybody, uh, able to teach and not be resentful. And those who oppose him, oh, here's our instructions. We are, must gently, gently, can you use, imagine that word, instruct in the hope, and there's that word hope, that God will grant them repentance. And there's that word I love, repentance. Leading them to a knowledge of the truth. What does Galatians 5 says? You know, that it says that there is freedom in Jesus Christ. We have to realize that the truth will set them free. It says in John that, in, that the truth, Jesus is the truth. And knowing him and, and seeking him, he will open their eyes. He will open their ears. The truth, when he starts speaking the truth to them, he will set them free. Because when Bob told me to stop praying, within two hours, the Lord had changed his heart and life to the point that he took me down to get a, a license to say, okay, put it in your Bible, and someday I will probably come home, probably. And I said, well, the Lord told me if it, even if you're in a second, third, or fourth marriage, it won't matter because I'm still here waiting. And he goes, okay, well, I'm, I'm just going to give you the uh, marriage license. And I'm thinking, I wonder, can you get two marriage licenses? Because he's planning his other wedding. And I thought, how many licenses can you have out for different women? You know? I just thought, I, I'm just thinking because I am zipping my lips. I don't even own a cell phone because they had not created them yet. And so I couldn't call anybody. So, I mean, you guys... Do not sit on the cell phone when you're with your spouse and start dialing. Pray. Don't. Pray up and to the Lord. That's the only team. God is greater than anybody. That's the only one we need. And it says, and then they will come to their senses. Hallelujah, Luke 15. The prodigal came to his senses when he was eating the food of the pigs. Did he not? How far do you have to go down before you come to your senses that you're going to do what God wants you to do? How much does he have to speak to us? He had to speak to me very loudly because I had hardened my heart so badly. And when Bob repented in November at Thanksgiving, please give me one more chance. I did not ask God. I didn't want to know God's opinion. I said, no. I am never going to forgive you ever again. And God reminded me what I said. And he goes, well, I've forgiven you over and over for how many things you've done wrong all the time. And he sent a couple at our church for two services in the Holy Spirit. It was for me only to say, you need to pray for your husband. And I, proud, I went to the altar and said, forever, Lord, I'll wait forever. Because I know I married for Bob forever. 
And then as they came to their sense and escaped from the trap of the devil, it was taking them captive to do his will. And there is the key. There is the last scripture. When anybody says, what about their will? Say, read 2 Timothy 2, 22 to 26, and then you don't have to teach them. Let the Holy Spirit do the teaching to them. Timothy was having trouble in his church, and he said he was having trouble, and the people were not they were acting wrong. And from the Greek word, zugrio, to take an animal alive, he put a, a picture of, of the Greek says, putting an animal in a cage and behind bars at the zoo. And I, I read a devotional from Rick Renner, and it says the meaning of this, this is very important for the victims. Somehow they're caught and trapped by the devil. These church, the Timothy's church, was the people were deceived of the congregation, the ones that were growing in the Lord. They got deceived and tempted by the animal, the enemy, and they were caged into resentment and bitterness that drove them to act unchristlike. And he was correcting the church, and he wrote them, "Flee from the evil desires of your youth." And he started talking to them and telling them to run from that. This is a deceived believer, and some of your spouses are believers. Some of them were men of God and women of God. Some of them were Bible teachers. Some of them were deacons and elders. And you know what? This, is, this all is for you because that is what Bob was. He was tempted. He was a believer, but he opened the door a crack. And if we don't watch, and like, like um, Dee Dee says, she's having trouble praying and finding time. But we have to. You have to. And we have to when they come home. Because you will be a stander for your life, for your whole family, and for other standards the rest of your life. I pray you have a burden for all marriages around the world because they're all, we all look alike. We all look alike. So... This is where that Timothy was writing to the church and saying, beware. The devil will try to seduce and tempt us to give up. That's number one. When you're ready to throw in the towel and, or we've been offended, that is where the devil comes in if we don't forgive. And we need to forgive. That's why we, we have this great big thing about forgiveness is huge to the Lord. And we're not going to teach on forgiveness tonight, but we need to understand that we have to live right in God's eyes and we have to be willing to fight the fight in the prayer closet. It is a spiritual battle. And the Lord wants us to renew our mind every day, giving us a pure heart and asking him to cleanse us. And Psalm 51 is perfect where David had committed adultery, he had committed murder. Pray that as a prayer. And 1 Peter 5.8 says, Satan uses deceptive strategies. And it says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking looking to see for someone to devour. And we don't want them to touch us. We don't want them to touch our kids. We don't want them touching our spouses. And we have to say, Lord, help us 
put on the armor of God, put on the hedge of protection, as Job um, was talking about in that Satan talked to um, to God in with about Job in Job chapter one. There is a hedge of protection we can have. First Peter chapter three twelve. If you want to turn to it, I want to read it to you, and you can look it up if you want to. And it, my part of my Bible says, suffering for doing good. And you know what? When we're going through what we're going through with marriage problems and, and husbands and wives may not be, um, they still haven't made a decision of whether they're leaving home or if they're sleeping in an extra bedroom and we go through all the stages, as Lori said so beautifully. We, we have to understand that there is suffering that we have to go through, and there's different types of suffering, you know? But God is right there with you, and he's greater than we can ever begin to imagine. First Peter 3.12, if you found it, I'm sure you found it on your um, maybe cell phone. Finally, all of you, be like-minded. Now, this is talking to us again, okay? Be sympathetic. This is talking to you. Let's pretend he's talking to you about your spouse or someone that is unlovable at this moment. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. You know, when we start to read this Bible, there's a lot of adjectives. There's a lot of words and verbs that tells us how we are to act and react. And we have to learn that especially if we have spouses home, which we have so many that have started the process home, which we give God the glory and honor, we need to react the way the Lord wants us to. You know, if your spouse is just not a believer, and we work with so many that their spouse has come to know the Lord, but they do not know the Lord. And so there's darkness and light living in that house but we're just praying for their salvation and you are walking that first peter three wife or husband we're walking in first peter three this whole chapter is good i didn't have time to go do a study on that but first peter three women read it men if you're at home and still there reverse it for for temporarily to help you because it says do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult and that's also in romans 12 verses 9 to the end on the contrary repay evil with blessing do you get the message this is hard. It's not easy. It's when you're a believer and Jesus Christ is living within you, the Holy Spirit's in you, he is empowering you to do that. You can't do it in the flesh. You have to have the Holy Spirit living in you, empowering you to do this. And this is where we know where you are. If you're a baby Christian, first grade, fifth grade, or a senior in high school ready to go to college, because we do not react. A baby, like we saw a baby tonight, and she cried very quickly, and it wasn't quiet, you know, and so we've got to understand how are we acting and reacting when the enemy is trying to push our buttons. Bob said to me, and he wrote about it, 
I could not push Charlene's buttons anymore. And I knew something was different. How are your buttons doing? Are, is the enemy still, the devil still trying to be able to push your buttons? Ask the Holy Spirit to stop, to get your buttons where you aren't reacting because you know the scripture. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because to, to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. So you're going to receive a blessing because you're doing a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. I have another scripture that is um, confirmation for my zip the lips. There's more and more scriptures about tongue and, and speaking than you would believe, even more than what's on the CD. Here's another one. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention because we often run and say things we shouldn't say and we can't take back what we have said. We can repent but we can, all we can do is say, Lord, erase what I said from their mind. Lord, please, you know, I won't do it again, you know, and, and, and be serious about it. If you can't, if, don't say I, I won't do it again if you're going to try to do it again. The Lord knows us. Um, he knows your heart. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to your prayers but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Do you think your husband and wife are getting away with murder, getting away with all that they have done? Do not believe that. With, they should die suddenly by any farsight. If something happens even in 10 years, 15 years, whenever they die, if they have not repented for all that they have done, they're going to be held accountable. They, 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 we're praying for them to get saved and be filled with the Holy Spirit and, and know who they are in Christ and that they will be able to come up here or in your church and say, forgive me. Thank you for your prayers. But forgive me for all that I did wrong as a poor example to the church for where I was a member. So this is a very powerful scripture that you need to highlight in your Bible. Never doubt the power of Jesus. Never doubt the power of God. You know what? I love reading the Gospels because in like John chapter 9, he, um, a blind man was blind from birth and he was touched by the Lord and he obeyed him and was washed in the pool of Siloam. And this word means sent. Now I'm taking you through chapter 9 very quickly. But this child was born blind, and he cried out for mercy. He cried out. He heard about Jesus. He knew about Jesus, and he wanted to be healed. Jesus came to heal the sick. So many healings in mountains when he was feeding the 5,000 or feeding the 4,000. He was doing miracles. He was casting out demons from them. It was amazing all what God is, uh, the Lord Jesus had done. But it was spreading like wildfire what he was doing. And so because it was spreading, it was everybody was knowing the people were sick. 
wanted him just to touch him. Remember the woman who just was, had been bleeding for many years. She crawled on the ground and said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And she was, but the Lord knew it. Are you reaching out? Are you reaching out to get touch with Lord no matter how desperate you are and how weary and tired are you reaching out? Or are you still blind? Are you still blinded by anger and bitterness and hatred of what your husband and wife are doing or have not done? They haven't come home. And you begged, you pleaded, for the sake of the children, won't you come home? John chapter 9, he's, his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? And he said, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. As long as it is day, we must do the work. And, and, and I circled it so much I can't read the words. Of him who sent me. That's a bad part of me. I, I underline and circle too much. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So having said this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, put it on the man's eyes, and he said, go, wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. He was not healed instantly. Do you see that? Your marriage may not come home and be healed instantly. There's going to be a process. There's going to be obedience of your husband or wife coming home. There's going to be a, a working on the restoration process, working through and forgiveness. Oh, you have to walk. You have to be, forgive them before they come home. Because you don't need to go digging in the uh, garbage can and say, what did you do? What did you do? And you get to hear all the stories. You don't need to go in the garbage. It stinks. But he obeyed him. And in faith and hope and trust, he believed that Jesus said, go and do. And he did it. What is the Lord saying for you to do? I know when God spoke to, when speaks, and I read the word, he will speak to you and say, go, the Lord told me to paint, clean up my house. My house, my husband likes a neat house. And so whenever he popped in, and he always popped in when I didn't expect him, at least of all on July 7th, 1987, he popped in because I didn't expect him coming home that night and be married. I am glad my house was kept clean because he came home and he commented about that in a book. I, I, you, I, he said, I didn't know what we we're going to see when I went in that house. But it, my bed was made and everything because I always make my bed. I still make my bed and nobody's in the house to see it. But it doesn't matter. Make good habits. And if you've got some bad habits because you're alone and the kids are around, block them, stop them. Make good habits. What, do, what does your husband and wife like? 
then start doing all of those things. I have some husbands and wives stopping by now. And you know what I tell them? Start making their favorite dessert. Start making their favorite dinner. And if they're, gonna, they're there for uh, the afternoon, make it. If you happen to have it in the freezer, keep it in the freezer. Pull it out and say, I'm, happen I'm just happening to be making your favorite dinner tonight. You want to stay late? Hey, let's play good with love and hope and faith and be ready to keep them happy where their stomach is or get the flowers out. And, you know, we need to understand we've got to do it with love. Love covers over a multitude of sins, does it not? And that's what we got to do. We got to forget the past. We got to go and have them remember all the good things in our home. Forget the bad stuff. The Lord will remove the bad stuff. He's going to remember. So we got to obey. We need to understand that, that the promised land is coming. The promise is coming, and we never know when it's going to happen. So listen to your husband or wife when you talk to them. And, and if you're, they're not separated or you are not divorced yet, listen. And even afterwards, if you had only had done this, if you had only done that, you know, listen. And say, you know what? I asked the Lord to give me a transformation transformation of being the husband or wife that I need to be for you. So you know what? I'm going to be a new creature in Christ. So you need to come around and start visiting us because come watch, and work, watch a movie with the kids on a weekend. Do this, do that, and see what the Lord is doing in me. Not about them. Don't ask them to be changed. Tell them what you're doing. God touches us first. He changes us first. Are you willing to obey the Lord? Are you willing to listen to the soft whispers that he keeps telling us that we keep ignoring? How do you face your problems? Um, Max Licato, I am reading his book, and um, it is excellent. My daughter gave it to me for Christmas. I put it aside. I finally got into it, and now I can't put it down. But this is the book. It's called Glory Days. Looks good for Christmas, doesn't it? all gold. Glory days, living your promised land, life now. Well, you know that stirred me up. And this may be the best kept secret. Max Licato, who's written so many books, says many people underestimate what happened to them under upon conversion. Trusting in Christ is more than a removal of sin. It is a deposit of power. You are fully equipped. Need more energy? You have it. More kindness, it's yours. Could you use some self-control, self-discipline, or self-confidence? God's already given it to you. And glory days is a new season of accomplishment, and he's telling you all what you're going to learn. You're going to learn to leave fear and worry behind you as you fight from victory, not for victory. Stop going through the motions and dare to believe your best days are ahead. Overcome rejection by becoming deeply convinced that you are forever God's child. Deal with doubt by recognizing God's word as the ultimate authority. Rebound from your mistakes and put your past in the past. Now, I'm trying to say problems are not problems. They're opportunities for us 
to grow in the Lord and to ask the Lord, Lord, tell me what we need to do. It's not about being stressful. It's turning to the Lord and asking him what he wants us to do. And show me a scripture. If you keep reading the Bible through, you're going to remember and write down special scriptures. But remember Ephesians 3.20. You can quote this many times, many days in a month. It's never too old to quote. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Just imagine. Imagine. He is able to do anything. We have, must believe. We must believe. Well, I want to take you to Colossians chapter 3 because many of you are on Sunday are getting a new scripture that it's called um, Hiding God's Word in Your Heart. And we memorize one scripture, one verse a week, and we've been doing, um, sometimes I'll do a whole psalm, um, like Psalm 23 or Psalm um, 121, or we'll just do verses like Ephesians 3.20. Well, I did one just recently and it is Colossians 3, 12 to 17. I want to ask you tonight, it's how are you doing living a holy life? The Lord wants us to have a holiness spirit, to have a pure heart. And I want to read Colossians 3, 12 to 17. Now, you may not have been getting the scripture, but may I challenge you that maybe you would read each one of these scriptures and verses of 12 to 17, and maybe start memorizing it so that certain verses might really touch you. And let me read it to you and um, get it to you so you, it is another list of instructions for us. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, you are dearly loved. If you feel rejection tonight, know that God loves you deeply. Clothe yourself. Now that means put on. We have to put on the armor of God, but we need to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. The patience is the last one. So maybe, you know, we can work on that. So where are you with that? Examine yourself and say, where are you? And ask the Lord, Do I, am I anywhere in this? Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. That means your spouse. Okay? So whatever they've done, we need to forgive them. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. God teaches forgiveness over and over throughout the Bible. And over all these things, virtue put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. There again, it says bind, bind. Imagine, I lay love here, and then we bind it on so it won't fall off. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart since the members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. May you saturate it. May you just soak in the word. 
Because when you get pushed, all the stuff's going to come out is the word of God and the love of Jesus. And it says, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, such as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Be thankful right now that you are where the Lord wants you right today. Otherwise, he would have changed it. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Now, Colossians 3 is a scripture that you could read and, and read it all because it is an awesome scripture for you for about husbands, wives, children. It talks about, it's all about the rules of holiness living. And what I want you to do, if you have time, flip over to Hebrews 10 because this is our ending. Where are you tonight? I know some of you are are growing. Oh, you're growing so awesome. And some of you are brand new here and you're thinking, you want me to pray for my husband? Or you want me to pray for my wife? Are you kidding me? Let me tell you what they did. And it doesn't matter. It, we're just going to forgive them and let the Lord deal with them. But he, Hebrews 10, verses 35 to 39. Let me read it to you. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. May I remind you my title of it, my teaching was, Don't Give Up, Our God is Greater. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere. Write down persevere and, and check on all the scriptures with persevere so that may you have done the will of God, you will receive, you will receive when you've done the will of God. Do you remember we were in 2 Timothy 2.26 at the very beginning about the will? And you will receive when, so you need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For very, just in a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. Jesus is coming to get us. There is a, going to be a rapture. But my righteous one will live by faith. He wants us to live by faith. And if we shrink back, if we give up, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. So that is my, my whole burden for you, is do not throw in the towel. Don't give up. When you have a prayer partner and they start to get depressed or discouraged, you call them up and you pray for them and say, don't give up. Look at all these scriptures. Persevere. Look up and look under the concordance in the back. Look and study all the ones about persevere. Cry out to the Lord and tell him you're weary, you're tired, you're hurting, and let him heal you. Don't let the, the, what the Lord has told you about your dream and what he's going to do, don't let the devil steal it. Don't quit. Cry to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me of my fear, my doubt, and my unbelief. Don't give up. Because God is greater. He can do anything and he's got you here. He didn't have you find us by accident. He wants you to get back up on that road of obedience and holy living. He wants you to listen to his voice of instructions 
and follow the road to the promise. He wants you to follow his instructions. Turn to the right or turn to the left so you stay on the road to your promise of a restored marriage. There is victory in Jesus. Never doubt it. Believe. Believe who you serve. And if we can believe who we serve, we can walk through the fire. And we can come through it with a restored marriage and with a baby. Even though there were a lot of ups and downs, there is victory in Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. We thank you for this group. We thank you for the internet and the recording that is being done. We thank you for Facebook. We thank you for all that you have done, of how the media is able to reach so much more than we did 25 years ago. To God be the glory. But Lord, there are hurting men and women around the world watching this. And I pray you will go touch them right now and heal their wounded heart. Give them their hope, their faith, their trust. Increase it to overflowing. And may you put your arms around them and they can say, I'm right here with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. May you tell them they need to hang on there and be the best mother or dad they can be with what they're going through right now. And enable them to get into a church that is a praying church that prays for hurting couples and, and hurting marriages and get connected with an older woman maybe that would be able to help them or with a couple that, that uh, has a restored marriage or it will help them to pray for their husband or wife. Lord, help the kids get in a youth group that they will be able to see that the Lord is alive and he's great and they learn the word. Lord, help us to teach our children and we pray with them and we, even if they have a bad day at school, we can pray for them for whatever it is and they can see answers to prayer. Lord, let us be an example. Let us be an example for our children for the rest of our lives that we believe that God can do anything. Thank you for touching and healing many people on our chapel page. Thank you for all of the ones we asked you to be, especially with Paige, who was here in our group many years ago. May you kill every cancer cell in her body and every other person's body that is fighting cancer right now. And may you touch them and may you heal them. By thy stripes, may they be healed as the Lord is the greatest physician of all. Lord, we thank you for tonight. Bring the people from the north to south home safely tonight. Take them and get them home safely. And even from the lady that's from Georgia, may you get her plane trip to get there safely. Lord, we ask you to have each of us hunger and thirst for the word of God. And may we make it a priority to read the word and to pray for our miracles that we want in our marriage and in our hearts, in our lives, and for all lost family and members and loved ones. And may we be a lighthouse in this dark world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.
Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit RejoiceMinistries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.